0: hey guys it's maya and i just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things i'm doing more posts more stories and i also have to say i've started a new series called the bottom shelf and it's video reviews igtv video reviews and i think they're super fun and they're all on the instagram so go follow my take on social media and specifically on instagram at underscore my take maya back again guys i have one more update for y'all my take now has a patreon i'm trying to expand the my take community and also expand my earnings a little bit by creating a patreon we have three tiers and in the top tier we're actually starting a my take book club so anybody who joins we're going to be reading a book together a month and there's going to be monthly live streams and discord benefits so i'd really 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 appreciate it if you could go check it out the link is in the show notes well, bonjour mon amies um we are back to talk about season two of Emily in Paris, which finally came out, and I watched season one actually around this time last year, and it was adorable, and I had a really good time with it, so of course when season came- season two was released, I binged it. Now- i'm not saying it's a good show there were a lot of problems in season one with how they portrayed france and french culture and french people and the show definitely didn't deserve all of the emmy nominations it got but it's a really cute feel good show that i enjoy watching and since i made an episode on season one i was like well i can't not make an episode on season two so that is what we are here to talk about books tv music and movies all things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Gauche, and this is My Take. tv show not a book so there's no writing to talk about well i guess there is writing to talk about technically in a tv show but whatever we're just gonna kick off right where the tv show kicks off and that is with a lot of awkwardness and awkward tension because for some reason instead of just kicking off with the love triangle like the book starts the book starts the tv show starts basically where season one left off but instead of leaving matthew cadeau out of this like he's part of it for a little bit in the first episode so like we start off instead of a love triangle we have more of a love square because it's emily matthew gabrielle and camille but then obviously matthew hears her talking to gabrielle and is like well i'm gonna leave you on the train because I don't want to be the other guy or whatever which like good for him and I didn't necessarily want him in the show and I didn't like his relationship with Emily in the first season so I'm really happy that it was just like one last little bit with him to kind of like wrap up the character arc between him and Emily and then we were all done with that but it still left us with a very 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 awkward love triangle and Emily is still Emily and is continuing to be like awkward and rude to people, especially with the like Sean Pair thing at the club. Now I feel like this is not just because Emily's in Paris. Like I feel like Emily's character is such that she would be doing this in the states too, and I'm also hesitant to talk about this because I mean such a big part of the first season, is that she's American, she doesn't understand French culture, and she's being awkward and rude and pushy and, like, too American for France, which is fine, but also, like, powerful women already get enough of a bad rep for being, like, bitchy or bossy or whatever, whereas men can do some more things, and so I don't know where I fall in this argument of, like, is it Emily... Like, I know the show's probably trying to go for more of a cultural thing because that's, like, the basis of the show is, like, oh, this girl just goes to France and, like, fucks her life up. I mean, she doesn't fuck her life up, but, like, you know, doesn't understand the culture, doesn't understand the people, and is, like, going about it as if it's just America. So I feel like that's what the show was going for, but also it's, like, after so much time in Paris, like when is it going to just be that like this is Emily's character but also like we see Sylvie who's like a bad bitch of all bad bitches I love Sylvie and I love the character development we get with Sylvie this season but we see Sylvie is not portrayed as a bitch like we see okay maybe a little bit in the first season in the beginning but she comes around and we like really see her character development this season so I feel like it's not really that I don't know. I feel like this is too deep of a conversation to be having about a show that's like light and fluffy and happy making, but I'm having it anyways. However, that is enough of the conversation. We are moving on. The vacation in Saint Tropez is fun. I thought it was going to be more of this vacation because a lot of the early trailers were just Emily in Saint Tropez having a good time. So I was thought that it was going to be bigger than just, like, I think it's one or two episodes that they're actually on vacation. But for the time that they are on vacation, Emily is such a buzzkill, and she's on this mission to get Camille and Gabrielle back together. But I feel like it's so twisted in her mind, because if she had just let Camille be happy and move on, like, Camille and Mindy both say, like, the best way to get over someone else is to get under or best way to get over someone is to get under someone else, which is not true, but I feel like had Emily let Camille just, like, been free and fun-loving and do whatever, it might have been better because Camille might actually have been able to see that she was able to move on, and Emily could have pursued things with Gabrielle, but she just had to go on this thing of, like, we're not going to do it, and it felt very, like, high school to me, it didn't feel like a love triangle that was like well developed between adults. It felt very high school, especially with the way later that Camille is like, oh, let's make a pact that neither of us will go after him. Which the fact that Emily actually agrees to this pact is batshit crazy, but she agrees to this pact. But it's like their entire situation felt very high school. I mean, I lived for the fact that Kemi had her whole speech and she was like toasting to my boyfriend who slept with my best friend and my best friend for sleeping with my ex-boyfriend and like drops the glass like I lived for that moment because the drama was just out of 10 and it was hilarious and I loved it but the rest of this love triangle felt very like high school contrived weird, immature in ways that I didn't like. I'm not a love triangle person either, so you really have to work hard to make a love triangle that I'm okay with. I think Nick Stone does it the best, her book Odd One Out, which I feel like the people that are watching Emily in Paris and the people that are reading Odd One Out is not a very big, um, overlap in those two in that Venn diagram, but Odd One Out, I think, is a book that did a love triangle the best for me, so you really have to, like, work hard with those, and I just think that it wasn't done super well, and Emily's a buzzkill on vacation, but, you know, they start to explore what it would be like if Emily and Gabrielle were together, because they have the market montage, and the cooking leaks montage, and all of the different montages, which I... I love, I love a good montage. Like, anything you want a montage, I am perfectly okay with it. Training montage, yes. Falling in love montage, yes. Little, like, montages like this, yes. Like, the best thing about the first Kissing Booth movie was the montage, the falling in love montage for Alan and Noah. Is it Noah? I don't fucking care. The Kissing Booth movie shouldn't have been made, but the falling in love montage in the first movie was iconic. Anyways, I support montages in any and all forms, and I love that we got to see that, but then, like, also Gabrielle admits that it was love at first sight with her, and I'm like, you didn't act in such a way in the first season that it was love at first sight, and also, you can't just spring that on her when you're now, like, in this weird place. It just, like, it felt forced, and it didn't feel like it was the right time for them and of course like Emily's going through all this shit with Camille and they're like writing their letters back and forth and I loved the way that they copied the famous movie like that was really hilarious and funny and I had a great time like watching that I was like dying laughing but yeah like Emily's making out with Gabrielle but she still agrees to this pact and like everything's happening and because it's not really the right time for Emily and Gabrielle. It means it is the right time for Emily and Alfie. I absolutely adored them. There was like a little teensy bit of Emily Emily's Enemies to Lovers initially. And Alfie is fun and funny and he gets her to lighten up a little bit. Like Emily acts more French, I feel like with being free-flowing and just going with the flow and being very chill. When she's with Alfie, than when she's with Gabrielle. And I understand the irony of saying she feels like she belongs in the country more when she's with the British dude than with the French dude, but it's a thing. And Alfie is just, I love him. Like, he's British and he calls her Cooper and his accent. And he stays in Paris for her after he's supposed to leave. And he's actually a spy. And he lets her, like, show him around Paris and is like, I actually do wanna see Paris through your worldview and stuff, and he, like, bonds with Gabrielle, and they play soccer together, and, oh my god, speaking of him bonding with Gabrielle, their date at Chez when Gabrielle is, like, serving them and shit, and he's just, it's, It's hilarious and I hated Gabrielle for Emily in that moment but also I was like living for it because I was dying laughing but Alfie just like he's so good and easy and uncomplicated and he plays soccer and he finds out about Emily and Gabrielle having a past and he's like look it's your past I'm okay with it as long as you tell me that like you really are into me now and you're not just trying to move on from him and it just, he's so good, like, I love him so much, and it's so just amazing, and beautiful, and I don't know who told us that love needed to be complicated, because I don't think it needs to be, and like, yes, I read rom-coms, and sometimes there's a lot of complication in that. Nobody wants to read a book where people just go on a couple dates and are like, I really like this person, and that's it. But also, rom-coms are not always glorifying complicated relationships. There's a lot of amazing rom-coms out there where the relationship is so easy, and then, like, one thing happens and they're like, okay, we need to take a break. Like, I'm mad at you about this. But then they get back together, and that's okay. And I feel like Alfie and Emily were just so beautiful and easy and lovely and funny and fun and iconic and I'm really really mad that the show is called Emily in Paris and I'm really really mad that I'm pretty sure Gabriella's end game because he's been around since season one. Because I really like Emily and Alfie. I'm like fully invested on Team Alfie. I love him. And I'm going to be really sad when they have to break up in season three. I'm working on the assumption that they're giving us a season three, even though I don't think it's been confirmed yet, but, like, a season three has to be coming. I really hope they just kind of kill it, because they didn't really add anything to the show where I'm like, yes, I want, like, more and more seasons of this. You know, it's just, it's cute. They can do a 30-episode run over three seasons and be done with it, but, yeah, I am going to be very, very, very sad when Emily and Alfie break up because they were my favorite part about this season, and uh, they're just so good and so cute together, and I love them. Speaking of things I love, Mindy finding success with her band. Uh, Putting Mindy in a band is the best thing that the writers of the show did this season. I mean, besides Dreaming Up Alfie, but because Mindy is in a band, she gets to sing every episode, And that is the best thing that they did for the show because the best part of season one or at least one of them was when Mindy opens her mouth and sings La Vie en Rose. But then she only gets to sing like one more time in that season. So the fact that she gets to sing like almost every episode in the season is quality. And speaking of quality, her and Benoit were so cute too. Like I love them. They were adorable and fun and funny, and, like, the article was really rude, but the song they wrote was so cute, and then they, like, sing the song at their first, like, proper gig, and they kiss, and it was adorable, and I love Mindy, and I'm so happy that, like, she's finding love, and she's finding success with this band, and it's it's just, it's so good. I love her so much, and I'm so glad we're developing her character more. And speaking of character development, actually... We see a lot more of Sylvie, and we see a lot more of Julianne and Luke, which I love, especially with Sylvie. I feel like we learn a lot more about her. We see Julian going off and kind of, like, doing his own thing with Pierre Cadeau and actually, like, becoming a bigger part of the business and stuff and, like, doing more at Savoir, and we love that for him, and obviously we have, like, the really cute little bonding moments with Luke, but with Sylvie, we really learn a lot more about her you know we learn about her marriage and how she's living and we see her with the photographer and then we see all the Madeline and Sylvie drama which I didn't like but it was a really good way to show us how much Emily has grown to love Paris and how much Paris has grown to love Emily because when all of the drama happens with Madeline and they're like you know, we want to fire Sylvie or we want to investigate Sylvie and everybody quits and they don't tell Emily first. You're like, fuck, we're going back to square one with season one. But then they go out to lunch and they're like, no, we want to come with you. We just knew that you would freak out and find a way to fix it. And we didn't want you to fix it. So just come with us. And so I, Love that, and I love that Emily finally stood up to Madeline and was like, Yo, I am not gonna be your little puppet, you know, you can't just mold me from the ground. And like, I love seeing how much Emily's worldview has shifted and how much she's really found like a home for herself in France and with these people and this like little found family that she has. So, I love that, and I love that, like, because of this we got to see more of Sylvie and we got to see more of her character development. I mean, we see Sylvie at home for God's sakes. We see her with her cat. We see her like having this beautiful photographer boyfriend. We see her like going out with that photographer boyfriend. Like we see her just really coming into her own and being like the bad bitch Sylvie that we know she was. And now we get to like see her doing that. And I thought... That was iconic, and I really want to see more of that, and I want to see more of Luke and Julianne getting that in season three, because I think, like, really rounding out and developing that core cast of characters is something that's going to be super important for the show, and I feel like, obviously, it's centered around Emily. She's, like, the fucking titular character, but I would like to see more of the character development of the entire ensemble, because I think the ensemble is actually a really good cast of characters, and, like, I like them a lot. But we really only develop, like, Kemi and Mindy and Gabrielle because those are the only, like, important ones. I guess we develop, um, what's his name? Fucking Chez Laveau, dude. The perfumer dude. Whatever his name is. Antoine. Antoine. Duh, Antoine. Um, yeah, we develop him a lot more in season one and he kind of fades to the background of season two because Sylvie's off being a bad bitch and doesn't need his ass. But, yeah. I loved where they're going with the character development and I loved the fashion show at Versailles and I loved how stunning Emily looked in red there and then the season kind of ends with Emily finally being brave enough to go over and be like hey I had feelings for you this is what happened yada 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 but Gabrielle is having Camille move in so fully like Cemented my decision to leave the ship of Team Gabrielle because I already was like mostly on Team Alfie because Alfie's the superior character. But Gabrielle is so fucking complicated. He can't stay single for more than two seconds. He won't commit to one thing. He tells Emily it's love at first sight with her, but then as soon as she's with Alfie, he's not like, okay, I'm gonna step back and just be single and figure my life out for a minute. He's like, no, I need a safety blanket, so I'm gonna get together with Camille. And it's like, I'm sure he's endgame, which is really annoying because I don't know what they're going to be able to do in 10 30-minute episodes to get me off of Alfie's train and fully on board with Gabrielle's. Short of Alfie, like, fucking going on a bender and cheating on Emily a bunch of times and Gabrielle, like, staying single until the last 10 minutes of the last episode where we finally see Emily and Gabrielle get together, like, there is not enough time to undo all of the work that you have been doing to set up this beautiful relationship with Emily and Alfie and to actually see Emily and Gabrielle get to a place where they grow and they're not just jumping into something right after they both have got out of something like pretty serious for both of them so that's one thing I also find myself wanting more and more as I get older reading rom-coms is like I want to see the healing. I want to see you go through shit. I want to see you be single and be finding yourself for multiple months before we finally are like, okay, I've done enough healing and growing. I think I'm ready to be in another serious relationship right now. So I don't know what they're going to be able to do in season three that's going to get me on team Gabrielle, but I know they're going to work at it because that's what end game is going to be. And like, obviously Emily gets the call and she, or not gets the call, she calls Sylvie and she's like, I made my decision and. It's Emily in Paris, so she has to be staying in Paris, I think. I don't know what they would do to get her to go back to America. Like, even if she went back to America, somebody would fly to Chicago and be like, Emily, you need to come back to Paris. But I don't, like, I don't want her to run just because of a guy. That's the other thing. I don't think Emily is that kind of person, that she would run just because... Gabrielle has now done this like I feel like she's stronger than that and I feel like she already knew her decision before she even went to Gabrielle that she was staying and she wanted to pursue this and whether she was with Gabrielle or not I think she was staying and so yeah I really like she's gonna either stay or within the first episode be back in Paris so I'm not worried about it so to wrap up this episode if it's not already clear I liked Alfie much much more than I liked Gabrielle and I I just I want her to be with Alfie like I want the last episode of the last season to be au revoir Paris and I want her to be taking a train to live with Alfie in Britain or I want the last episode of the last season to be titled see a mate and Alfie to be taking a train to live in Paris with Emily because I want them to be together forever But beyond that, I didn't really like this season as much. I think the first season was stronger as an individual season. I think this was very much a sophomore follow-up type of deal. I liked that we developed the characters more, especially with Sylvie, but also a little bit with Julianne and Luke. But this season was definitely more centered around Emily and her love interest and the like, will they, won't they with Gabrielle instead of Emily like figuring her life out and proving herself at savoir like she still does do that and we still do see her with clients but I really liked that like self-growth that we saw a lot in season one that I think the self-growth from season one is a lot more evident in season two with her character but I think I really liked season one more because there was less of this will they and won't they though I do like Alfie the most from season two so hopefully in season three we somehow can get Alfie to win out but I don't think that's going to happen. I obviously will be watching season three, even though I didn't like season two as much. It's just like, it's such an easy show to binge and it's so cute and happy making and funny. Oh my God. Speaking of funny, I didn't even talk about the episode titled Shamperer. Champagne Problems, which, first of all, love that they took a Taylor Swift song and used that as the title. But, like, that episode is such a fucking fever dream. As soon as Camille's dad cuts his finger off, there's like all the blood spatter. Camille faints, like, everybody's freaking out. And I genuinely thought Emily was dreaming and was gonna wake up and it was gonna be a stupid joke. But no, (laughs) it was real. And I was like laughing my ass off. I was like, this is a dream. This is a dream. And then it wasn't. I was like, huh. I think the writers got high when they were writing that scene but it was it was very funny so yeah the show's cute and funny and just happy making and it's super super easy to binge because it's 10 30 minute episodes you know it's like five hours of tv so I will watch it and uh, there will be an episode on it but for now I have been Maya Ghosh and this has been my take on season two of Emily and Paris thanks for listening So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore My Take on Twitter and Instagram, and Please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So, yeah, thanks for listening.